Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of High Character. We are coming at you today with another arena review. This is our third arena review so far on the pod. My name is Cameron, and I'm joined by my good friend, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? We are feeling wonderful right now. For a little bit of context, we're recording this Tuesday night. We heard about Vermont beating Northeastern, which is a huge blow to their regular season champion hopes. And it just so happens that we're also going to be talking about Vermont's home arena in this game. So I think there's a cool little connection there. But yeah, overall, I'm feeling great just because of that news alone. Yeah, so we were preparing to say some some good things about Vermont. And now we're thinking about some more good things about Vermont's after that, that win tonight. So, yeah, uh, we're, we are going to review Gutterson Fieldhouse, nicknamed the Gut, up in Burlington, Vermont, home of the Vermont Catamounts. We were up there over the weekend. Uh, we had the the series recap and the vlog come out. If you're if you're interested in catching up, how that went, uh, thought the vlog was pretty cool. So yeah, we had a great time up there. Really cool, unique arena. A lot of a lot different feel from from other rinks in the conference. Yeah, no, this is the first one that I feel like, at least that we're reviewing, that felt like an old school quote unquote barn. Um, it was really kind of old fashioned, like wood ceiling and everything. Super cool. Like basically wood everything. The more that I think about it, like the bleachers that we were sitting on were all wood. You could tell it just had this real old school feel. And yeah, I mean, overall, it looked extremely cool. You could tell it was just one of those old style arenas. And I loved it personally. Yeah, I did too. Uh, and you mentioned all kind of wood barn type feel. Let's just get into the, the history of it a little bit. So uh, it, Opened in 1963, so one of the oldest arenas in the conference. Uh, it holds about 4,000 people, and the roof that you mentioned, uh, it's kind of a from one side of the ice to the other, kind of a curved arc. Uh, it's called a barrel vaulted ceiling. Um, it is the largest indoor arena in the state of Vermont, which is pretty cool. So it's hosted some, some bigger things, some like presidential campaigns, like that kind of stuff. Uh, the name Gutterson is for Albert Gutterson. He was the first Olympian in UVM history in 1912. And uh, the new scoreboard that is in there right now was just put in in 2020 before it was an old school kind of small uh, scoreboard. And yeah, not not too much other other things in the history, but definitely a uh, lot of years of vermont hockey history mixed in there over over 50 years yeah it must have taken an absolute miracle to get that get that scoreboard in there like just having (laughs) it hang from that old ceiling like that's crazy stuff to think about and it's funny that you mentioned like presidential campaigns i wonder if bernie sanders probably did some cool stuff in there like just thinking off the top of my head that'd be pretty neat to know like just knowing how much history you know what i mean can just happen in that building that's really cool stuff Right. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's, it holds 4,000 people. It's the largest indoor arena in the state. Yeah, like I guess that says, says something about Vermont, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first category that we talk about for our arena reviews is atmosphere slash fans. Uh, and this category is out of 10. Um, just want to preface this category and kind of the whole review as a whole. Um, this, this review is going to have a little bit of an asterisk. I think, I think we kind of came to Vermont at the worst possible time for them to see this arena. Um, the Vermont team is very bad to put it nicely. Uh, not a big draw there right now. And also they didn't have 
concessions open at all. So this, these ratings are going to be a little skewed. I think we might have to revisit this one in the future whenever we're able to get back there. But yeah, I mean, basically just to add on to that, like the way I would describe it is that we kind of got like the worst version of the gut. I feel like, like they're obviously if the team was doing a lot better, they'd probably it'd be a packed house. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no way you could deny that. And with COVID and everything still happening, they're playing it super cautious up there. Um, not having concessions really kind of stings. Um, that'll kind of be reflected in our scores, but obviously we'll, we'll get to those points when we touch upon them. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a little bit of a weird one. Um, we're going to try our best to give as accurate of an overview as we can possibly give the. Yeah. So, so how that, how that kind of correlates into the atmosphere slash fan sections, uh, the crowd obviously wasn't very big, but uh, especially because the snowstorm on Friday night too. So we're not really taking Friday into account very much. Saturday was a, a pretty decent crowd, very good crowd for how bad the, the team yeah. really is. Uh, and I noticed the people that were there, very knowledgeable fans, uh, really know their stuff, uh, especially the people that are sticking with the team through through these hard times. And I honestly thought that the building really added to the atmosphere, just like being in, in the old barn, the gut. Um, I think that roof really kind of makes it sound louder than it really should be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think just the whole vibe of the place really uh, t- knocks the atmosphere up a notch. Yeah, no, I thought the atmosphere itself was really solid. Um, just kind of, you know, seeing the arena and just kind of knowing, again, like a lot of the history and stuff really kind of bumped it up in my eyes. Um, again, the fans, the, the people that were there were really kind and polite. Like everybody I was talking to was super cool. Like they kind of, they understood what was going on during the series. Like they knew UMass was coming to town. And it was probably gonna be a whooping for them. But I mean, they were still happy to see the team nonetheless. I thought the fans that did show up were great. It just wasn't as many of them as I'd like to see granted. Yeah. Like, you know, it's again, a tough team to watch at this point in time. Um, I feel like if the, you know, the place was rocking and the team was really, really solid, then this, this could be a 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like it has that sort of potential, but we didn't really see that potential come through, but yeah, just recognizing it. I think in my eyes, I gave it a seven. Like that's, that's, I think a pretty reasonable score considering what we were able to see that weekend. Right. Yeah. And I, I gave it a five. Uh, I definitely think it has more potential, which is the main reason we want to revisit this review at some Mm -hmm. point, Uh, as opposed to our Sangha center and XL center reviews. We've, we've been to each of those buildings four times now. So I think we have a pretty good uh, understanding of what a game there is like, we'll definitely have to revisit um, Gutterson. But I thought another thing that kind of detracted from the atmosphere is I just noticed uh, at every stoppage in play, they like the PA announcer had to say something. There had to be some kind of ad, some kind of honoring some fan, like a fan, yeah. like that kind of thing. Kind of, kind of took momentum out. Uh, these games didn't have much momentum going mm-hmm. uh, in a, any other way besides UMass's anyway. But I just noticed that kind of detracted a little bit so i i did give it a five all things considered uh, yeah it's, it's funny you mentioned i didn't even think about that like that completely slipped my mind but the more that you mention it i'm starting to completely notice that right now like yeah. really at any stoppage in play they were like here's our fan of the game here's our firefighter of the game it's like do you guys have a new one every game like what's going on here <laughs> like there, there was just a lot of stuff going on and i mean I, I wanted to hear kind of more of the band i feel like the announcer mm. was kind of going in 
you know, doing his thing. But, like, I thought the band was pretty solid when they were able to play, which I thought kind of bumped it up as well. I mean, no UMass Ice Band, but, like, hey, they were, they were pretty decent, you know what I mean, right. all things considered. So, yeah, I still think it was pretty solid, though. Right. Yeah, I think that's something I noticed editing the the vlog video. It mm-hmm. seemed like there was a lot of background noise that just shouldn't have shouldn't have necessarily been there. But, yeah, uh, so that kind of explains our scores for atmosphere and fans. Mm-hmm. Then the, uh, the next category we want to talk about is neighborhood slash access. And I think for both of the, us, this is where um, Gutterson Fieldhouse really got uh, the majority of its points. So uh, just we'll touch on the neighborhood first. Burlington, Vermont, uh, we had a fantastic time. Yeah, yeah, there is no way to even try and minimalize that. You know, like it was unbelievable. Like just the entire area, beautiful, you know, surroundings a great little downtown area. Like it was highlighting our vlog so much. Like there was just so much good food, the area, like it was pretty easy to get to the arena. Like just, it was wonderful. Yeah. A lot of cool, like micro breweries, that kind of thing. A lot of cool restaurants. We ended up going to a a bunch of restaurants that were recommended to us. Uh, Farmhouse, Citizen Cider, Friendly Toast, uh, all just phenomenal places. So neighborhood deserves, uh, all the credit in the world and then in terms of access uh the parking situation the the garage is right next to the arena it's free parking which obviously Mm -hmm. you can't beat i think the literally the only knock on this category that i had was the proximity to kind of the rest of the hockey east courts uh vermont and maine that are the two that are the longest drives it takes a while to get up there but in the end it is definitely worth the trip and definitely worth a weekend up there yeah, actually, you just remind me, reminded me, um, you mentioned Citizen Cider. I actually grabbed a six-pack of their cider when we were there, and I'm actually going to crack it open right now as an, as an homage to the uh, Vermont people because, again, University of Vermont just beat Northeastern, helping us out. We got six points off of them. They've been, they've been really doing us a solid. They've been scratching our backs recently, so bless up Citizen Cider and Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> is that been sips his cider I'll, oh, I'll, uh... it's delicious too that was the first time i tried it um so yeah <laughs> no but j- just to actually touch upon like my legitimate score here like because i know i guess i had to give citizen cider a one minute advertisement even though they're not a sponsor they want to sponsor us that'd be kind of cool um yeah i think that just overall like all the food was awesome mm-hmm. like again like just the place was so nice you know what i mean like i feel like we, I feel like I can say that I'm a bit more biased because I spent a weekend there as opposed to just making like a day trip or whatever, like we did for, you know, Lowell or Hartford or whatever. Like there might be a little bit of a skewed, you know, like rating there just because I've spent so much time there. Um, yeah, but even that said, like it was still awesome. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's no way you can really detract from that. Yeah, by the end by the end of our trip, Evan was talking about wanting to move up to Burlington. <laughs> so yeah. that kind of shows you where he's at. Uh, yeah. I'm not quite at that level, but I still rated it so high because of the neighborhoods. We both gave it a nine point five out of ten, yeah. which I think is is pretty deserving for neighborhood and access to that place. Yeah, again, it's only the point five. Like it, it would be a ten out of ten if it was in like New Hampshire instead, just because it'd be that much closer. Yeah, but yeah, it's literally just the proximity, like. I think the, the way up there, granted, it was during a snowstorm. It was what, like five, five and a half hours. So we were yeah. going about 50 or like we were going like what, 35 on the highway. Yeah. But on the way back, it wasn't that bad. It was like three, three and a half hours. But I mean, 
still, I mean, the fact that we had to take off a Friday off of work just to be able to go up there, like that's, that's a little tough. And it's probably not something that every fan would reasonably be able to do. Right. Um, that's kind of the main knock, but it, it's a pretty minor knock in the grand scheme of things. Right. Yeah. We didn't want to knock it too much for not being close to us, but it is one of those things that seems like it's pretty far from the majority of people that would want to make the trip up there. Yeah. So, yeah, we both gave that a 9.5 out of 10. Our next category is concessions. And this one is going to be very interesting discussion because there were no concessions at Gutterson Fieldhouse for this series. They were not selling food. It's kind of hard to rate it when this is the case, which is why we want to go back to it at some point if we make it out there in the future. But from what we did see, they had all the signage up for the food. I've noticed that their offerings were very cheap, like the cheapest in mm-hmm. all of college hockey that I've ever seen. They have some cool options. They have like apple cider, hot chocolate, some uh, some cool uh, cold weather things that seem interesting. I really wish we could have tried some of it, but wasn't in the cards this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the prices from what I could tell were looking really solid. I'm wondering if that signage is old. Like, I wonder how long they haven't been doing concessions for Cause I mean, like maybe those are like slightly older prices from like before the pandemic and, mm-hmm. you know, like accounting for like marginal inflation or whatever, it might be a little bit different, but um, I also noticed that it wasn't really a massive selection. Mm-hmm. Like granted, I feel like my, my thoughts might be a little bit skewed by like the larger arenas that we've been to like Songus and the XL center, like the XL center had a crazy selection. Like there's no way you can get around that, but I mean, it looked like mainly the, the whole menu could kind of just fit in on one little kind of rectangle you know what I mean like it wasn't a crazy selection I think you could get like a little salad you could get like a little wrap they had um I think like apple cider which is like cool little regional stuff you know what I mean like that's that's neat but like it didn't really seem like it was a lot of the standard kind of like arena fare that you would kind of come to expect from other arenas but yeah the fact that we weren't able to try it really stinks because I can't you know, like, yeah, the prices are cheap, but like, is that because it's poor quality and they're able to cut corners and sell it for that cheap? Or maybe they're just expecting to get people into the door and everybody knows the concessions are really good. So they can just try and get people that way. I have no idea. I wish we could tell, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We didn't even have the luxury of being able to like look over at somebody's shoulder and see what something looks like that they got or something like that. And then also um, their concession stand is in the kind of the main lobby entryway. Uh, and it looks like it's only one little area. So I'm, I'm thinking if w- when those are open, the lines could get very mm-hmm. long. It could be a lot of big traffic jam in there to try to get food. So uh, definitely, definitely something we'd have to revisit to give it a more fair score. But the scores that we did give it from what we did see, I gave it four out of 10. Evan gave it a two out of 10. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I just, much higher than that. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't want people to immediately, like, listen to that and be like, oh, my God, like, what kind of score is that? But, like, it's just, I don't understand how we can accurately rate something that doesn't, like, exist. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, I'd be, you know, some people would be like, oh, you know, just give it a five. Give it, like, a run-of-the-mill score just to at least give it something. But, like, there's just no way of knowing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's a big knock on the experience that we had, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I saw people somehow like snuggling or snuggling, <laughs> smuggling in like sodas. A couple of people had like a couple of Cokes and Sprites. I'm like, how the hell did you get those? Like what's, what's going on here? Yeah. I didn't see any sort of vending machines. 
I don't know if like they just had like a connection in the concession stand and they were like, Hey, sneak a couple out. I have no idea. Security was, it was very lax. And yeah. Every, the whole air, the whole experience was very relaxed. I feel like, yeah. like it was kind of just, you walk in, like there was no metal detectors, nothing crazy. Like, I don't even think they were checking back stuff, even though they said that they would. Yeah, like, they weren't. So, I mean, it's not a huge knock in my eyes, you know what I mean? Like whatever, but yeah, just the concessions. It's, yeah. It's rough, you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. the best way I can say it. Yeah, and that's if this is gonna reflect in the final score, but uh like we said, hopefully we can revisit someday and give it a, a fair score. Mm-hmm. Um our next category is bang for your buck, and this is out of five points. Basically, uh is what you're getting worth what you're spending. And for this game, the tickets that we bought were thirty dollars, and that wasn't even the the premium section offered. I did a little digging about what they normally offer for tickets uh, and there's different price ranges for premium games versus non-premium games. Uh, the seats that we sat in were, would normally be $23 in a non-premium game. Uh, but then, then again, other, other seats can go up above $40. So uh, that is pretty pricey for, for hockey East and uh, maybe, maybe they're that high because of how low the capacity is and, yeah yeah, i'm not really sure but it was a bit pricey yeah i mean that's the only thing i can think of like i just i don't understand how you can justify those sorts of prices when your team's not playing that well Mm -hmm. like there has to be an adjustment you know what i mean like i don't like they must have an extremely loyal fan base because i don't understand how the fans don't feel like they're getting at least a little bit ripped off like that's that's quite expensive for the quality of hockey that you're seeing like it's, it's a little bit different, I guess, from our perspective, because we were able to watch UMass just spank them for two whole games. <laughs> like, it was just, it was great to see. It was worth it. it for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, looking at that, like, yeah, of course, it's going to be worth it. But in essentially any other context, I don't see how that's the move. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe, maybe you put yourself in the shoes of somebody who lives in upstate Vermont, not much going on. You, uh, take a take a day trip out to the biggest arena in your state like maybe that maybe you are expecting to pay that much that is like kind of the premier like event for the area but like compared to other hockey east places uh not fantastic i ended up giving it a 2.5 and evan ended up giving it a two out of five so and i guess my closing thought would like because this just kind of popped into my head right now like it could very well be a case of like this is the only hockey available in vermont like i can't think of any of like they don't have a professional hockey team yeah i don't think there are any other colleges in the area that are d1 you know what i mean so it's like it's basically this is all you got and they they I don't want to say they run a monopoly on it but like kind of you know what i mean like in the state like they're they're the only ones that are offering it so they're kind of able to charge whatever they want but i don't think it's a good deal regardless right i think i think when this team is better and the place is rocking i think it's probably definitely worth it but 100 uh, and definitely not the worst in hockey east i mean we've we've bought tickets for a game at bu that were over 40 dollars off their website so yeah teaser for whenever that review comes but Mm -hmm. but i mean yeah at least bu at the time was pretty good like it kind of yeah i don't know it it made a bit more sense but yeah yeah so our scores for bang for your buck uh middle to low on the scale uh and then the last quarter category we do is extras and this is out of five points um i 
kind of took the whole vibe of the the arena, the aesthetic of the gut into consideration in this extra section. Um, I think the building itself is awesome. The roof, like, so unique. Uh, no, no real other place like it in college hockey. They have a hockey hall of honor to honor all of the past players on the team, Olympians, that kind of thing. They have uh, banners hung up of all their Olympians over the years, which I thought was cool. Uh, and then just little things about the arena, like the yellow and green seats, nice touch. Um, the, the seats behind the bench were elevated so that it's way over the top. So you can kind of look down on the, on the players on the bench, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one other random thing that I just enjoyed was the opposing coaches have to come out of this little hole in the wall behind the bench to get out there, which is just a really funny visual. That, that freaked the hell out of me when you first, like, noticed that. Like, I'm sitting there, like, watching all the players come out from the corner, like, where, like, the Zamboni would come from, basically. And I'm like, all right, everything's pretty normal here. That's that's fine. And then, like, I remember because we were above the bench kind of looking in, like you were describing. And I'm sitting, like, I didn't notice it at first, but you're like, dude, that hole is, like, maybe three feet tall. You're like, how are they just, like, <laughs> running out of there like little goblins, like, on their hands and knees <laughs> trying to get through there? Like, it was unbelievable, but... Yeah, no, you definitely touched upon most of the points. Like, I think the only thing I can really add there is that contrary to the XL Center with UConn, and I know I'm making a lot of comparisons, so it'd be cool if you watch those previous episodes to know, <laughs> like, to know what I'm talking about, little plug. But I think the, the cool thing for me is that the arena really feels like it belongs to Vermont oh, and it yeah. belongs to the team. Like, that was completely different from, you know, what I saw in the XL Center. You see two little tiny little huskies on the ice you're like all right whatever this is just vermont through and through mm-hmm. like the colors are everywhere you know just it feels like vermont like yeah. you think of vermont you're thinking like oh yeah like maple syrup and wood things like i don't know it's just they're kind of naturey you know that's just kind of the vibe that they go for up there and i think it was really reflective of the arena and yeah i loved it you know what i mean like it just really felt like it was a college hockey experience like and that sounds like really kind of cliche, but there's, I, that's, that's the truth. You know, there's no way I can sugarcoat that. Yeah. And just, just two thoughts I had from our vlog out on YouTube that I, that I remembered that really kind of paint the picture. Um, one, when we were first getting there for the first game, just the outside of the arena with the snow falling all around, it just looks fantastic. Yeah. I thought that looked really cool. And then another shot from our vlog, uh, you can kind of you could walk under the seats, the bleachers. Yeah. It's, it's where they keep all the the spare goals and equipment and stuff. It was just like a cool behind the scenes look that you really don't get anywhere else. You could just walk through and see all that stuff. So uh, I thought that was that was really cool. Uh, and my final score for extras was a four point five out of five. Nevin had that as a four out of five. Yeah, I I thought it was. Yeah, because you also mentioned, too, like, just kind of, like, being able to go underneath and stuff. Like, I thought that was kind of cool, like, how we, you know, before the game started, we kind of hung out in the corner where the players came out. And it's kind of like Mullins, like, where you see the opposing team come out. Like, you're, like, right there along the railing, and you're just seeing them. Like, it's really cool that, like, I was able to, like, shout at the guys, like, let's go, boys, you know, try and get them fired up. Like, it's probably a really small thing in the grand scheme of things. But I thought it was cool. Like, there's a lot of axes. Like, we saw Carvel a few times, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of cool, like, being so close. To everything whereas like i feel like some other stadiums you feel a little bit more disconnected so mm-hmm. i thought that was another cool little addition yeah so definitely definitely some cool extra things at gutterson that you don't really see any any place else 
Yeah. So our final scores tallied up. I ended up giving it a 25.5 out of 40. And Evan gave it a 24.5 out of 40. And if you look back to our other reviews, um, the, both of our scores are a couple points lower than Sangha Center and Excel Center. But like we said, this uh, definitely could be a much higher score if we were uh, there at a different time, different, different season, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you get a slightly better team in that building. Like I, The moment that Vermont gets ranked, if they turn that program around and they start doing stuff in a couple of years, you go back there, COVID's over. You got concessions that are going to be stupid cheap, hopefully. That could bump it up like literally five points for me right there. Even if the concessions are decent, if they just exist and they're at that price, I'm giving you an automatic like 7.5 or an eight. You know what I mean? Like just for existing. So that right there basically bumps my score up to the highest so far. And then if you get that place rocking, if it gets ranked or something like that, and you got a full house that's just screaming for this team, that's it's easily the highest score that we're going to give up to this point. Like, yeah, it's extremely fixable and kind of stinks that it's a little bit out of their control right now, but right, it's just the reality of what we experience. You know, like it, it sucks, but it's the truth. Right. And after our two games there, I, I really want it to be high. Like oh, I definitely tallying up the scores. I was like, be high, be high. And then I'm like, okay, I could see how I could see how the number would be pretty low for this, but on a different day, I definitely think it would be, one of my favorites. I, I had a, a great time there. I think most other visiting fans taking the trip up would really enjoy their time. Yeah, no, the score, like the score, I think doesn't reflect how I feel about the stadium at all, because it personally for me, I mean, obviously that's taking the whole week into account, but it was the most enjoyable road trip I've been on so far mm-hmm. by a mile. But again, like just within the context of our actual rating system and the thing that we're rating it on, it, it doesn't really shine in the specific categories that we're going on. And yeah, again, it's mainly the concessions that just bringing it down. Like that's, it's so frustrating. You know what I mean? Because everything else was really awesome, but that's the reality of it. You know, again, hopefully we come back in a couple of years when everything's back to normal praying, please. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, let's, well, here's the hope. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. And that's, that was our 10th, Hockey East Arena out of 11. The only one that we have left to visit now is up in Maine. So hopefully we'll bang that one out next year. Do you have any final thoughts about Gutterson Fieldhouse? No, I think I basically covered everything in that last little blurb that I had. So yeah. I think we're ready to wrap this up. Cool. So, yeah, um, we've been mentioning it a few times. Go check out our vlog on YouTube if you want to see some, some cool videos, uh, behind-the-scenes looks at our trip up there. thought it was very telling of Burlington and Gutterson uh everything about it and then feel free to let us know if you agree disagree uh on twitter instagram wherever you uh kind of follow along with us we'd love to hear your opinions uh maybe maybe we got some things wrong that you need to need to explain to us so feel free to reach out but uh other than that thank you guys for listening we had a great time at gutterson and uh looking forward to more stadium reviews in the future all right thanks guys go umass go umass take care everyone